1: guys they have in the box committed to the run right now
0: but still slipping through
1: Caleb Johnson Johnson 10 5 touchdown and Iowa
2: is on the board
0: amen to that knocked them out of the Big 10 championship game and uh we bring in Scott Doctorman now who covers Iowa football for the Athletic first off Scott thanks for joining us this morning hey good morning doc hey good uh good to talk with you guys a great Great to talk with
1: you again uh, Caleb uh, for uh, for Day- Damon and talking about Caleb a few uh,
2: last Friday. yeah isn't that interesting like we were, <laughs> I had seen Scott before the game up in the box and uh, a lot of that stuff was kind of coming to fruition we're, could were you scratching your head about the game plan as the game wore on or did you think that Iowa did what they had to do to give themselves a chance to win? I think anything that wrong could happen for Iowa went wrong for
1: Iowa from from Spencer Petras getting hurt to especially Cooper DeGene getting hurt. That just crushed them because uh, Nebraska with, with Mickey Joseph was smart enough to pack uh, a very weak position depth-wise for the Hawkeyes because they were down uh, to their sixth uh, cornerback. But uh, I think... I think, uh, at, you know, as the game progressed, they just weren't getting enough points. Uh, you know, when you look at the third quarter, all they did was run with Caleb Johnson, and it was working. Then they were down 17 points in the fourth quarter and didn't run at all. And I thought maybe uh, when they were down 10, that they should have probably went back to the run and never did. So the everything was kind of flawed from Iowa's perspective, I thought, on Friday, but this was a... Uh, uh, you know, it was a very disappointing conclusion to the season for the Hawkeyes after what's been a really odd season as a whole.
0: Scott, you mentioned the roller coaster of a season. For the most part. All year long, though, criticism really surrounded the Iowa offense and Brian Ferentz's ability as offensive coordinator, and rightfully so. Um, it, it's a tough position for a lot of people to be in, especially Dad now in this scenario regarding Kirk Ferentz. But could you see an offseason change in regards to the offensive coordinator role? I
1: could see it from the perspective that uh, maybe – Brian would exit the program kind of, uh, on his own terms, you know, he's a very accomplished offensive line coach and he did an outstanding job with the Hawkeyes when he took that position over, um, you know, as an offensive coordinator, obviously the results are the results. So, um, you know, it's going to be up to those two in particular to how that works out. It's probably not exactly the way Iowa fans want it, uh, they kind of want their pound of flesh and they have all season, and I don't know that they're going to get it here. Uh, so, you know, what, you know, there, there needs to be changes on offense, and we've known this for a while that they need to really adjust and, and adapt to the, the current environment. And that's not, that goes beyond just running zone. I mean, you could do that and be successful, but you've got to have other alterations with it, and they haven't really gone beyond it. But I think also their personnel limitations on offense has really impacted them as well. I mean, they don't have a quarterback who's very mobile. Their offensive line is very young, and then some of it isn't very good. And then, um, you know, a lot of the, the receiver issues uh, from, uh, you know, Keegan Johnson playing in two games this year and I think gotten a combined 21 snaps to, uh, you know, in the first couple of games of the season only having a couple of receivers with uh, – with scholarships receivers available, it's just it's been a grind for this offense. So I think they need to really evaluate not only the scheme and who's calling the plays, but they really need to get into the portal and and start shoring up some of these areas because they really wasted uh, a really good defense and special teams unit this year.
2: Doc, it's interesting because the more I've been around the program the last couple of years, and I clearly understand. I know the the punchline here across the river was – You know, Iowa fans are okay with um, just being okay, right? The consistency of seven and eight wins, and that was the ceiling. I know that is not the case. That fan base wants to win. You mentioned Pound of Flesh. I've seen it the last couple of years unfold. But that's mixed with Coach Ferentz being able to weather the midseason storm because of the consistency of knowing who they are as a program and the familiarity of their identity. Can those two worlds coexist and have Iowa take the next step?
1: Yeah, I think it can. I think it just it involves a lot of self-awareness and Kirk Ferentz's part to actually make those changes. And whether or not it's Brian's fault or it's uh, or it's just, something that he needs to do differently. I think that's really the only step that they need to take because, as you said, um, a normal coach would have lost this team in this season. After the loss at Ohio State, there were three and four, and they were floundering. I mean, that offense at that point was just a disaster. So I think, uh, you know, the fact is that nobody quit. Everybody kept buying in. They believed in one another, and then they won four straight games. Um, and, and did so in decisive fashion. The first three of them against, uh, Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin really shows that they were all together. And I think that's a credit to Kirk Ferentz, because every time that they seem to have taken a punch and, and, and fallen in, in his career, they've gotten up and they've played really well. So, um, but I also think that, you know, if, if you're asking players to be critiqued and, and really look at themselves and, with a, uh, the dose of self-awareness. and I think that's where Kirk needs to go now. And and whether he has a blind spot for his son or for his system, they they really need to evaluate that going forward. Because I can assure you that there's no real, uh, you know, complacency yeah. with, you know, I mean, this is the worst season they've had uh, wins and loss by since 2017. Uh, there's an expectation to be, very competitive for the West Division, and not just because of this year, which was the worst year that the, the divisions had. And I, I think that the expectation for Iowa fans is man, if you just give us a little bit of offense, you, not only is Iowa in, in Indianapolis, but Iowa could be competitive in Indianapolis. And instead, we're seeing this team that's just really, um, you know, very top heavy on the defensive and special teams part of it.
0: Furthermore, on the conversation of offense here, Scott, not trying to look too far ahead, but what's the impact on Iowa in losing Alex Padilla, Padilla, Padilla to the transfer portal?
1: I think it's mutually beneficial. Um, what we saw with Alex the last couple of years is as much as Spencer Petrus has struggled at times, he was never able to climb past him. and And, I mean, that infuriated Iowa fans because as bad as the offense has been, that it's like, why don't you just make a change for change's sake? And of course, Brian got called out for saying, "Well, what's the upside?" That was kind of became a punchline here. But but the truth is that Spencer Petrus was the better quarterback, and that made
2: completely making
1: that adjustment difficult. And I think Alex, who to his credit was the loyal soldier, and he's graduating next month, he wants to. He knows that the opportunity is not going to happen here. They're going to hit the portal and they're going to get a portal quarterback and probably a pretty good one. That's what they're they're aiming to do right now, and so to upgrade the offense. And so it's really uh, in Alex's, uh, it you know that's why he hit the portal so early. And and now Spencer Petras has one more year remaining. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, and uh, that so that remains to be seen. But um, I think Iowa's committed going to a different direction on at quarterback, um, whether or not Spencer Petrus returns to college for one more year, whether he wants to come to Iowa or whether he wants to go somewhere else. He's, uh, it, it, it's all about quarterback and the portals, and that started on
2: Monday. Doc, real quick, we got about 90 seconds. Now, I know you don't want to arrange the chairs on the Titanic, and maybe it's not the Titanic, but offensive line play. I talked to you about this before the game started. Petrus may have missed some throws early in the season. I thought he played better. The offensive line had to get better. Could you see a Farron's for Barnett swap, a revisiting Barnett? Is it more about the players? It's more about Iowa's offensive line, in my opinion, as I watch this team play. How do you see that shaking out?
1: Yeah, they got to do something different there. Now, I don't know if that means that, hey, George Barnett just doesn't have the personnel to, to be good, but this was the worst Iowa offensive line that I've ever seen. I mean, especially on the right side. It really struggled, and we saw that. Uh, you know, there's a couple of pictures uh, floating online of, yeah. of what happened at right tackle on one of the sacks on Alex Padilla. And uh, so they've got to get better there. Now they do have a five-star recruit in Caden Proctor. So Huge. whether they believe that George Barnett is the one who's actually the better teacher or if they're, you know, consider moving Brian Ferentz to there, they've got to do something. And, and that could very well just be simply upgrading him in the portal and – because uh, they were very young there as well across the board. So I, I think uh, But offensive line play is the reason why Iowa struggled uh, as a whole, because I think they got something really good in Caleb Johnson and running back.
0: And uh, and I think
1: if they hey, get Scott, a quarterback the portal. Scott, thanks so much. We appreciate your time.
0: Enjoy the day. Always appreciate it, Doc. All right, thanks. Coming up next, another big-name QB hit the portal market. And if Casey doesn't stick around, should Nebraska go after him? Next on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.